all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Welcome in, Degenerate Nation. Joining me for Wednesday's Best Bets episode, which I am tentatively going to call the workshop because we're going to workshop these bets and see what we come up with. Joining me is Raheem Palmer, professional better extraordinaire. Raheem, what's good? Life is good. I, I know last week when it said we went two and one, I think we gave out the Miami Heat. We gave out the Raptors under, and then we gave out, I think it was the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I think we went two and one. I think the, the Raptors under was only when it lost. Yep. 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 You, uh, we, I held off on that heat bet. I told you I was going to wait. And then Brooke Lopez was out and I was like, all right. And we hammered that one. So week two news slate on Wednesday. Uh, the objective for this podcast is to not just give you picks, but is to let you know how Raheem models things, how he approaches either supporting or going against the model, uh, factors to consider, the process of building your bets for an NBA slate. I want to let you know that anything that you are betting, if you want to track it, you need to get the Action Network app. It's absolutely the best way to track your picks. You can get up to the second information on where the money's coming in, where the tickets are coming in, how the line has moved. You get our model that, that factors in where it thinks that the line should be, which we'll talk about today a little bit. It factors, uh, we you can get indications on sharp money coming in versus where the big money's coming in. You get expert picks from the Action Network staff, all of that plus analysis. You can track your futures. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's dynamite. Download the Action Network app as you're listening to this right now on your mobile device. Just pick up that device and go to the App Store and download the Action Network app right now. Make sure to check out all the great podcasts across the network, including the Action Network podcast, which is the main feed. There's a World Series preview up. So if you want to, after game one, which is as we're recording this on Tuesday night, you'll be able to kind of weigh that analysis versus the results of game one and then make bets going forward. Monday and Friday, Raheem and Brandon Anderson, my cohorts on NBA, also do an NFL show with the Indispensable Hot Read, where they give out where the lines are going to move to before the weekend's action. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Check that out as well as Stucky and Raybon's Wednesday slash Thursday, Sunday six pack. Uh, terrific, terrific podcast. Gets great information there. Also check out the favorites with Chad Millman and Simon Hunter, professional better. Uh, really phenomenal podcast that you're going to get the best, most in-depth information about where sharp betters are betting the NFL slate. Check out Wonder Goal, Wonder Goal, Wonder Goal, our new soccer slash football podcast you can check that out as well all right raheem let's get into this so we're gonna work on three best bets i'll bounce around some ideas that i'm looking at for you do you have your projections in front of you are you ready yeah yeah i have them in front of me let's go all right let's go what's your first best bet for wednesday i'm gonna go with the miami heat plus five when you look at this brooklyn nets team they're not in sync right now and i think this is the perfect opportunity for you to take advantage of that you want to like play against this team early on in, in the year before they really get rolling. I mean, when you look at this team, what are the, the Brooklyn Nets right now? They're just 19th in offensive rating, scoring 106 points per one possessions in their non-garbage time minutes, and they still struggle to defend. They're 18th in defensive rating, giving up 108 points per one possessions. And this Miami Heat team is, is rolling right now. Miami on the opposite end, they're the number one defense in the league right now. Mm -hmm. They're giving up just 91 points per one possessions. And we see when you look at James Harden right now, he's struggling. And this team doesn't have a lot of ball hand. 
jobs. Like, and I think that's the one thing, like I always, I spoke previously in the past, and I didn't feel like Kyrie Irving was worth that much to the point spread. But this, but to this Brooklyn Nets team, he is because it's really just James Harden. And if they didn't have Patty Mills, they'd be completely fucked. When you look at James Hart right now, he's really struggling with the new foul rules. And I actually saw that someone like, I'm seeing people compare James Harden to Deron Williams and Baron Davis. And I don't want to know, I don't know if I necessarily want to go that far, but they compared him to being just a bigger guard who's just struggling with his first step. Right now he's averaging 17 points. He's only getting to the line three times a game. And He's turning the ball over. So I think this is the perfect spot to play Miami. Miami's the deeper team. My model makes this closer to Brooklyn minus two. So at plus five, I think there's some buy. Okay. So is that model based off of, is that weighted for preseason or is that just based off of the season, the season's numbers? It's, it's based off of last season's numbers and this season's numbers. So I okay. have it heavily weighted towards what we saw already this season. Okay. So, cause I looked at, um, I wouldn't necessarily call mine a model, but my projection on this, for last year's numbers, when the Heat were obviously a much worse team and the Brooklyn Nets a much better one at that point, um, I've got Nets minus nine, okay? And then the problem with where my numbers are at is because it's possession-based data. It's, here's a question for you. Okay, so we're basing it off of some of the data that, that's that's here. Let's look at that Heat win over the Bucks that we nailed last week. You nailed last Thursday. Um, no Drew, no Brooke. The Bucks very much said we got the nets in the opener. Y'all can have this one, right? Like nobody pushed through the injury really short Hammond, no Bobby Portis, no Dante DiVincenzo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That was such a blowout, right? It's going to heavily impact anything that the model spits out. Does that, how do you weigh when we're in this early set? Because like we've got last night's game is another example of this with the Blazers and the Clippers where the Clippers just smash Portland. And so in this small sample, those outliers are obviously going to heavily impact things. How do you factor that in when you're looking at the numbers specifically? The funny thing is that the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Clippers are number one and two in SRS, which is simple rating system. So I think you kind of have to take your model with a grain of salt. But right. I, I do I do at the same time when I look at Brooklyn, they're, they're, they're just a team that's just not in sync. And then when I look at the rosters, Miami's just a deeper team. And yeah. I think like right now, like then you you played the Wizards the other day, and yeah. I think where were they catching um seven, eight, or nine or something like that? Yeah, well, I played them. Obviously, I played them last night and lost because Bradley Beal had an absolutely terrible shooting performance. Like I, I looked at that one, I was like, okay, maybe maybe I tried because what happened was I hit on Hornets over the weekend on the Sunday matchup. I took Hornets plus nine and a half, and like the numbers love that point. So I was like, all right, this is a lot of points for a good Charlotte team. That's played really well to start the season. So I took Charlotte and then I tried to go back to the well with the wizards on the back to back, even though I knew KD would play. And, but when I looked at it, like Bradley Beal had a really bad night, the wizards had a bad offensive night. Like they're going to have those. But when I looked back at it, I was like, did I get like, was this just like the wrong cap? And I was like, no, I think that this, because when it, it, it wound up, it was a 13 point game. No, it was an 11 point game in the fourth quarter. And then the wizards like just like fell apart and the, and the nets ran away with it. That was a winnable spot at that number. So I don't feel too bad about it, but like, you're right though. That if I think that if I think that the wizards were within range, if they'd had a normal shooting performance versus a bad defensive yeah. team, then the heat should be favored in the spot. Right. Yeah. I'm not necessarily not favorite, five. but, but yeah. yeah, I mean, not catching five. And then also I think one of the things that you have to look at is also the Brooklyn nets are, this is their third game in, 
in, in four nights. Yep. Yep. That's so I just, I, I think it's just a good situational spot. And I think you have a Miami Heat team with Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler who are going to bring it every night. To me, they're a deeper team. They're probably the better coach team with Eric Spolstra. I just think right now in this spot on October 27th, well, it's October 27th tomorrow when they play, they're the better team right now. So you give me five points, I kind of got to make the Brooklyn Nets prove it. It just goes up or down. Do you think it goes towards Miami or Brooklyn? I think it goes towards Miami, and it's actually moving as we speak right now. Uh, one book actually went to four and a half. Actually, two books went to four and a half, and there's a – actually, one book has Brooklyn juiced at minus um, 120. So I think the public may step in on Brooklyn, but I think you might see some sharp money on, on Miami Heat. At what point is this still a play for you? We said last week that you like about two points, one and a half, one and a half points to two points on average. I, I would take I would take this down to four. Okay. All right. So I might, I'm gonna be honest with you. I might even sprinkle something on the money line, especially Ooh. early in this. Yeah, I just I just think it's a it's a good spot that, for Miami. Like they play Charlotte on Friday. Mm-hmm. So and I, I just think this is the spot where they want to show that they're a contender. And I like I I like the spot for them. Our, our app, and this may be, have been based off of um, earlier numbers. Our app showing an, an open at two twenty two and a half on the total. It's moved to two eighteen, so they took it off the board and put it back up somewhere at two eighteen. Either or one of the books just put up an outlier. Sometimes this happens where a book will just pop up a number, and then the other books will put up a much lower number, and that outlier book's like, "Oh shit!" and takes that down, and, and you'll see it pop back up at these lower numbers. Do you have a total projection on this? I have this actually. If I'm using this year's numbers, I have two oh eight. Yeah. If if I have if I'm using priors, I'm I'm at two twenty one. So I think right where it's at now is it's, it's pretty fair. But I mean, I kind of would lean towards the under here. Yeah. Just because I just I don't think Brooklyn's offense is in sync at all. And then obviously you're playing a Miami Heat team that is just the best offense in the league. And then Miami's twenty third in pace. The Nets are 18th. So I actually thought about giving away this under like earlier on, but I just think it's something that's going to be moving. Like I, I, I just don't see it being there by the time we actually drop this podcast. So I, I feel like the heat is a better play. I'm just going to follow you. I'm going to take the heat. I will say this uh, Miami for all of their strength and how good their SRS is and how good their, their net ratings are. Uh, I'm looking this up right now on Synergy. They are the number 19 half-court offense in the NBA. And Brooklyn, unsurprisingly, is 21st. Don't see that. Like, I guess here's the thing, though, is like if you like, if you like Brooklyn, you probably like the over, right? Does Brooklyn win? The Brooklyn's not winning a defensive slugfest with Miami, right? Yeah, not at all. Okay. I mean, I mean, obviously they could. I mean, when you, when, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I was trying to think. No, because I, I mean, was, unless it's an outlier shooting night, which you just kind of have to factor in when you're NBA betting. Like you're not just gonna, you're yeah. not gonna be able to control it some nights. The teams generate good looks and everybody just misses. Like that's just part. Of, like it's make or miss league. They, yeah. They, that's a cliche saying, right? And that doesn't help you as a better. But you do have to, I think, if you're betting night to night, you have to accept. Like when you're analyzing if your bet was good or not. I think you have to go back and be like, all right, did I get this wrong in terms of the matchup and who should have won and who should have covered and what the number was? Or did Bradley Beal just have a shitty night and that's like how it goes? Not that I'm bitter about the Washington Wizards. Um, what's your second bet for Wednesday? I think you hinted on something and I think that's a great segue into my next bet. The Portland Trailblazers, they got blown out by 30 points last night. They just had one of the worst offensive performances of the season. Going back to the well here, I like the over 
against in their matchup against the Memphis Grizzlies over 234. My model actually in my projections makes this around 240. I just think 234 is way too low for these two teams. Memphis Grizzlies are first in offensive rating right now. They're, they're scoring 121 points per one of possessions. And obviously, when you look at the, the Portland Trailblazers, their offensive rating is not going to show up the, in, the, in the manner that it should because they just got blown out by the Clippers. And the Clippers aren't a great defense. I think Damian Lillard has been struggling. I think you're going to see better from them. And then obviously, the Portland Trailblazers, they can't defend. They're... 26 in defensive rating, giving up 113 points per one of possessions. When you look at these two teams pace-wise, these are two of the fastest-paced teams in the league. you got the Portland Trailblazers playing at a pace of 107 possessions. You have the Grizzlies. They're they're 12th in pace. So this is going to be a fast-paced game. When you look at that Clippers and Blazers game last night, they played the fastest game of the year at 114 possessions. The Clippers did their, their role in trying to hit that over with 116 points, but I think if you get a, a normal shooting performance from the Blazers and game actually kind of shows up, that game goes over with ease. So I'm going over here. Memphis, for all their success, and they've looked awesome, they have faced a murderer's row of teams. They faced a really tough opening schedule. Um, but they have the third worst half-court offensive defensive rating. If you're wondering why I keep mentioning these half-court numbers, um, Transition is variant. Now, like there's some teams that are going to push pace no matter what, and they're just going to put up points and you have to factor that in. However, like 80% of the positions on average are half court, right? You're just not letting teams go up and down the court all that much, unless you're the Denver Nuggets who are turning the ball over at an absurd rate. So in general, you want those half court numbers. So the Grizzlies for all of their strength and how well they played, they're giving up a lot of points in the half court. And so Portland has this absolutely atrocious night versus the Clippers, right? Can't score, get blown out, absolutely destroyed. Even after that, Portland is the number one team in half court offensive rating. So they're ahead of the Indiana Pacers and the Philadelphia 76ers. So even after that performance, they're number one. This offense is still humming in the half court. And if you throw in Memphis's transition attack and everything else, I like this. Um, it's a high number, right? Like 234 is on like the high side. Is there a number at which you get a little squeamish on this? I think once we get up to around 238, I'm, I'm a little scared of it. But, I mean, my, my model is putting this at 242. I mean, when you look at this Memphis Grizzlies team, they were – they, they put up 132 against Cleveland. They were 120 against the Clippers, 118 against the Lakers. I, I just don't see how they don't score here. Like, I mean, when you look at this Blazers team right now, the Blazers are 20th in opponent frequency at the rim. The Grizzlies are getting to the rim first. 41% of their field goal attempts coming at the rim. So it's just they're going to get to the rim at will. I, I, I see a lot of fouls. The Blazers are going to have a better offense performance. Shoot, when you look at the Blazers, they're 29th in opponent field goal percentage at the rim. So, like, this is one of those games, as square as it sounds, at 234, taking it over, you kind of got to prove it to me. Like, if, if the Blazers can go down there and, and, and shut out the Grizzlies, so be it. Opener was 235 and a half. This moved to 234. So, you're seeing yeah. some early, you're seeing it. Now, I will say this, uh, and especially in the NBA markets, I've noticed this, where you'll see, and I don't know if this is, like, because if you're if you're betting NBA, because we're recording this on Tuesday night, if you're betting NBA the night before when the lines drop, you are probably not a casual better, right? Like, yeah. so I've seen this where the pros will come in and hit a number, and then the next day, all of a sudden, midday, 
that number is is lower and then all of a sudden it gets just absolutely steamed the rest of the way so you know, we'll, we'll see where the public comes in on because that balances it out sometimes. But I do think um, this is kind of I, I like this play a lot. Uh, I am with you on this 100 percent. What's your third best bet for Wednesday? My third best bet is actually one that's gotten steamed as well. I actually like the under and Atlanta Hawks, New Orleans Pelicans game. Yeah. I mean, these two teams pace wise, I mean, these are not fast-paced teams. So Atlanta Hawks right now, they're playing some great defense. And to me, I just don't see how New Orleans Pelicans can actually put up efficient offense here. They're 28th in offensive rate and scoring just 100. They're scoring 96 points per 100 possessions. When you look at the Hawks, they're fourth in defensive rate. They're allowing teams to score 95 points per 100 possessions. And I just, I just think this is this, this total is a little bit too high for me when I look at these two teams. I have it around two eighteen. It's not the biggest edge in the world, but when we start to get steamed down from two twenty two to two twenty, and I think the sharp money right here is, is is on the ball. I guess here's a question. So Atlanta is the ninth best offense half court. Okay, they've been like that's good. Right. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, they're 22nd in transition. I will say this. I, I track this up a lot. Transition numbers will go up and down throughout the season uh, per possession numbers. Right. Like you're you'll play at the same pace as you go, but your efficiency will kind of wax and wane. A bad game can because it's fewer possessions can really influence things. Is there a risk here of the Hawks dropping a big number on them to bust this open, even if the Pelicans can't score? Like, would you There's rather play the team total? Hmm. I see. Let me let me pull that up. There is a big risk there. I I I, I actually do think there's some value on the team total. I think, let me see what they have the team total at. The team total is. One actually, actually, no, I would I wouldn't play the team total just because I have it projected at the same place they have the team total at. Like I have it, I have it both at 106. So I wouldn't play the team total there. Okay. I, I think I think I would go full game more so just just because I, I just I, I don't see this being a, the, the fastest paced game. But even the Hawks right now is like when you look at their shot profile, they're not scoring particularly well at the rim right now. Yeah. They're they're mostly getting three point shots. So if if they score from three, then I mean you're gonna lose a you're gonna lose the under anyway. So this is this is a weird one, right? Because the Pelicans we typically think of them as all offense, um, no defense, right? But if we look at where they're they how they played this season, again, this is all small sample and we're still things are evening out. Um you know, the Pelicans are 23rd in half court offense and they are actually 18th, which is not good, but not terrible in half court defense versus Atlanta's the fourth best team in half court defense. Um, yeah, this is even, a tough one. Even, I think even when you look at like when you look at that where Atlanta scores from they're they have the highest focal percentage in the short mid range and they're making a living through the mid range. But that's where the Pelicans are best at defending. I think they're second in defending mid-range shots. Mm-hmm. So maybe they may they're able to slow down that floater from Trey Young, and it keeps Atlanta from like completely obliterating this number. What do you got the spread on this? They have the spread at six. I personally have the spread at 
6.76. Yeah, I've got it so six it's right flat. So yeah, that's a no play on that. Surprisingly, like I am wondering if um, the Pelicans because they played the Bulls, whose half court offense has struggled. I'm wondering if that's part of this for like I'm wondering if the Pelicans defense might be the uh, sheep and wolves close here, right? Where it looks even at 18th, it looks better than it actually is. Like, I'm, I'm curious if that's something to watch out here for. Like if, if the Pelicans defense isn't good enough, then the Hawks might put up a massive number here, even with like Trey adjusting the new rules and like everything else. Like, I wonder if that's like something to watch out for just in terms of, because we, do we look at this Pelicans? I mean, Willie Green's changing things, right? And that's part of the, the issue here too, is we're trying to learn what this Pelicans team is. And we have a really hard time because they don't have Zion because they're not who they're intended to be. Yeah. Right. So like trying to figure that out, I think is tough. Um, no, you know what? I just looked this up while we were talking. Okay. So last season, the Pelicans played, two, played pick and roll coverage two at the level, right. Mm-hmm. Contain blitz the ball handler, get it out of their hands. And they gave up open threes. And that was why they fell apart. Understand Van Gundy. Willie green has them playing. They are playing a huge percentage in drop coverage. And if you play drop coverage versus Trey young, that's that floater. So, oh. okay. You've, you've put this, like, I assume you already bet this, right? Honestly, this is the last one that made the cut and the one I'm least confident in, which is why I went last. But I mean, when I looked at, they played the Philadelphia 76, right? They gave an offensive rating of 119. Basically they scored 97 points on their own. So it was one, 117, yeah. 97. Yeah. And that's 214. So it's just, I just, I, to me, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at their games against the, the Timberwolves and, and unless the Pelicans take this over, I just don't see it. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I just think. Yeah, I see it. I mean, because here's the thing is you might win anyway, because yeah. like the Pelicans, the, the Hawks might hold them to 80. Right. And yeah. I'll say this. We, I always try and do this with like probability of outcome. Like if we do this a hundred times in the simulations, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. A Pelicans win looks like a grinded out. The Hawks can't hit threes. Trey can't get calls. Like they're not getting the lobs that Jonas Valanciunas is containing at the rim, that kind of thing. Right. So if they, if the Pelicans win, it's an under because the Hawks didn't score. And if the Hawks win, there's a decent chance that the Hawks just fail to put up because even if they put up a big number, they may hold the the Pelicans. It's like the tails on this are probably are, are have to be weighted towards Atlanta here. And so in that situation, if Atlanta just like beats a snot out of them, it's not that Atlanta scores 140, it's that Atlanta scores 120, but they hold the Pelicans to like you know 80 to 90, and you're still good there. Yeah, and I think that's 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 what I'm really looking at. Like I I just I don't really have a ton of respect for this Pelicans offense. Yeah, even like and I like I love Brandon Ingram, but he's not the guy who's going to go out there and jack 10 threes. He's right. taking a, a ton of tough mid-range jumpers. So this is team is is only 22nd in focal percentage from three. So it's when I'm playing an under, I want to I want to take a team who's not or taking a ton of threes at that. Can I um can I bounce one more off of you? Those are your three best bets. So his best bets for Wednesday, Memphis, Portland over Atlanta. New Orleans under and the heat plus five. That's Raheem's best bets for Wednesday. Can I bounce one more off of you? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, 
Washington grades out even after the loss to the uh, wizard or the nets last night, which was pretty bad under like the numbers that I'm using, they grade out really well. Like I have the wizards uh, in a favorite spot here. Now, like this is, I'm, I, some of my numbers skewed, right? Like, and Boston is, this is another example of those outlier games where Boston's game versus the Raptors screws with everything because they got annihilated and played like absolute ass. And so like Boston kind of righted the ship with that win versus Charlotte. Um, the wizards are catching four and a half, but it's in Boston. What do you have this number at this year's numbers have this game in a pick them. Okay. All right. That's what I want to hear. Okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> back to the well with the Washington wizard. I think this team is competent, not, not good, not exciting, but I think the wizards are going to be a team because like, okay. So 86% of the money on this and that we're recording this super early. There's like, almost no bets in, in our system. Um, to the point where like throw out that I just said 86%. However, I would expect Boston to get the majority of the money here because they're a more public team. I think there's an idea. Like I would assume that the sharps are going to nail this because the sharps are probably like, look, the Boston, the Raptors game was bad. They had a blip, but this is a buy low spot. You're giving me only four and a half. It's less than two possessions at home. I would assume that both public and sharps would probably go towards it. But if you're telling me that's that, that you've got it, pick them even on this year's numbers, again, with the screwed up Boston numbers, like I, here's what I like about it. I get four and a half, even with, with pick them, even if we adjust it, right. And we, we say that that wrapped, we adjust it. Even if we adjusted that Raptors game to something more normalized for a loss, right. Just not like yeah. a complete destruction that probably doesn't look like four and a half. It probably looks closer um, this probably goes like a little bit higher, but I do think that Washington is being underrated here. So at four and a half, I think there's value on Washington. Is that sound? Am I right? I, I do think it's sound. And then even when I use my prior numbers, I have it at 3.8. So I just, okay. uh, and then just looking at these two teams, Washington, like, what do you make of Washington's defense. I think that's the question I've had. Like right now, they're, they're eighth in defensive rating, giving 103 points per 100 possessions on cleaning the glass. Um, when you erase their nine garbage time minutes, is that a real thing? Like, like I'm not. So they're ninth. Um, they're ninth in half court. And okay. I will say this. This is one where I'm wondering if we're seeing the, an underrated impact of coaching because nobody knows how to cap Wes Unsell Jr. Right? New coach, first time head coach. I have to dive into like what they're what system they're running and where they're get, they're getting like how they're playing at the at, in terms of scheme versus pick and roll, um, which actually isn't as important versus Boston as you might think. Their system is so perimeter oriented, you can you don't have to be a great pick and roll team in order to get good numbers against them. Yeah, they are like they are top ten even after that that Nets game. Um, they've got the personnel right. Like if you look at the wizards roster, you don't look at that and go, even though they've been bad, they change. Here's the big thing. like, they changed so many guys in the rotation, right? Like they changed so many dudes in the rotation that I feel like, okay, so here, here's a good example of this. Bradley Beal right now has got an 84.8 defensive rating. That's probably high or low rather. That's probably low. Like Bradley should probably be much closer to 100 or like, he'll probably wind up like 106, 107. Brad's not a good defender anymore. Like he just doesn't, that's not where his, his emphasis is. And Trez Harrell is at 
we we i know you and i don't like that yeah right we don't we don't like that number we're like that's not gonna hold um but their outlier really is just davis Bertons, who's been just cheeks this season wizards fans are done with him they're ready to trade him but if you look at like the guys that you're reliant on let's look at the the kind of uh the supporting structure around beal spencer dinwiddie's at 102.7 i kind of expect that spencer's a good defender uh kcp 101.6 that checks kcp's a good defender kuzma 103.3 kuzma's actually a really good defender if they're playing more sound basketball and they, and part of this is like, they have to, right? Like if you're going to win games with a veteran roster, when you don't have superstar talent, like last year, the wizards like leaned in cause they had young guys, Beal and Davis, but they have guys that can defend now. So I kind of feel like there's a chance that this is, this is sustainable. I don't think this is like a heavy unit play. I'm going to go yeah. light on it, but I do like Washington, I think is, as my additional best bet for. I, I'm not really high on this Boston team. And I just, I like the, thing I'm curious about is what would this number have been had Charlotte not blown a double digit fourth quarter lead mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was just like, I, I like I actually had some money on Boston. I took them live because I just saw the game that Tatum was having yeah. and it just felt like Tatum was just playing on such a level that they weren't going to lose that game. And then they have the lead in the third quarter. And the next thing you know, the Hornets completely take control. So this team is not defending in a way that they did previously under Brad Stevens. Yeah, I got I got one more for you. This is three and four for for Boston. They had the back to back, and this is this is their third and four nights. Yeah, I mean that's factored in, right? Like that's built into the month. It's definitely built in, and they pretty much they they blew out Houston, so they didn't have heavy minutes there, but they didn't have heavy minutes against the Hornets. I I think. the other side of this, just before we wrap up, is all right. Let's give them uh, let's give them a half point for the three and four. So rest disadvantage because um, Wizards are coming in rested off of one day's rest. Um, so let's let's bump it to five, and then let's adjust it for a half point off of the Raptors' loss because the Raptors' loss was so bad. So that's five and a half. Um, and even if we, but see, even then, like even if we pull this, if we take your number and we go the other way on it, yeah. if we remove that, if we take the half on it, and we give the Celtics like a half, we're still only at between a point and a, between, you know, a, a point and a pick them for Boston anyway. Like, I still think that yeah. you're getting three and a half points on this, even with adjusting for the Toronto loss and the three and four. And early in the, I mean, early in the season, I don't love the three and four stuff. Cause I'm always like, it's like, I was asking players, players about yesterday about, um, you know, is, are the rest of advantage spots easier in the beginning of the season? And they were just kind of like, it really depends. Like you just can't tell how you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and play Wizards. I'm going to go light, but I'm going to trust the Wiz. And if they burn me, I'll be back on this show to bitch about it next week. That's I'm I actually into, I'm actually, wow, this actually, as we speak, this number is actually coming down. So it's like there's some fours that popped up in the market. So I think a lot of times when you have these models that you start to see that a lot of them start, these numbers start to play towards. It. So I don't want it if it's lower than four. I'll play it at four. I'll take, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take the hook. But I'm not. I don't want any lower than four because then we're in free throw range. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I what I don't want is like it's a three point game. They foul. It's four, and then this, the Wizards ha- can't catch up and with like a second left, and it's a four point differential or it's yeah. a, you know whatever it is. So do you, um, do you feel like the Wizards can win this game outright, or is it is it just something that you're looking at? They sh- they should. I want the points. I don't want to. I don't want to bet Wizards off of short sample with the skewed stuff with Boston in Boston on money line because yeah. it, this is like a spot where I like what I've seen of the wizards, 
the numbers like the Wizards a lot. But if this is just like the Wizards were competitive for a week and a half. Yeah. And then it falls apart. The other thing is like Beal hasn't been healthy, right? He's been in and out of the lineup. So I don't want to get completely ruined on that. That's another reason to maybe wait. But so that's the problem, right? It's like this it, may be a no play because if you want to wait to make sure that Beal plays, he, he played the other night, but he played last night. But like if he's not healthy and they hold him out again, you're screwed here. There's no way that they hang in this in this game without Beal, right? Yeah. And by, by that point, the number may be three and a half by the time that we get Beal confirmed to play. So I think I'm going to play it. I may add to it if Beal's in. I'm going to play it light. But that's gonna be my my addition to the workshop. All right, this has been a lot of fun. This has been awesome. Thanks very much for joining us on the workshop. We're back every single Tuesday night, going into Wednesday. Check us out at Action Network HQ. Also, Raheem and I are on two different things that you need to check out during the week if you want more great NBA content. Heat check six o'clock Eastern. Go to Twitter. Go to Action Network HQ. If you're not following us, follow us right now. At six o'clock Eastern, we do a show with Preston Johnson. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's great. We go through best bets. We look at props. We have a poll. It's really great. Get you set for the Wednesday night slate. You'll hear more about this stuff as well as some different plays and where we're at on these games on that. And on Friday uh, this week, we are doing Cavaliers Lakers on League Pass. When When you check out that game, if you're betting that game, go to League Pass, Click on Cavaliers-Lakers. We're going to be covering a couple of games, but Cavaliers-Lakers is our main broadcast. We're doing a bet stream presented by DraftKings. Betting talk all through the game on multiple games, how to bet it live, all sorts of great stuff. Check it out on Friday, League Pass, bet stream presented by DraftKings. All right, this has been the Action Network Podcast Buckets. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys again Friday for our Friday happy hour with Brandon Anderson. Until next time, get that money. 